0: Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This is Voss here from thechrisvosshow.com. Show.com. The Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. The Chris Voss Show family, the family you're always a part of. You're never alone with the Chris Voss Show mainly because we're putting out 15 years of content in a few more days here. It'll be 15 years, uh, two to three episodes a day, uh, 10 to 15 a week. I can't feel my legs people. So if you don't feel alone or if you do feel alone, there's plenty of people to hang out with on the show. We always have the greatest gifts as well. Uh, as always help the show out, please. We don't we don't charge for the show. So, you know, uh, you can listen to it for free wherever fine podcasts are, are held or some fine. Some are not. I don't know. I've seen those. Uh, and uh, you, can, you can always access the show for free. So uh, give us a hand there, eh? Go to, uh, I don't know why went on Canadian with the AA. Uh, but uh, give us a hand. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review over there. Refer the show to your family, your friends, and relatives. Put your arm around them and said, you know, I care about you. And I want you to be smarter because... I've seen you lately. Go to YouTube.com, for S. Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, for Chris Voss. Subscribe to the LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, TikTok, Chris Voss 1 is the newest thing that we're doing and all that good stuff. Uh, today, we have an amazing young lady on the show, and she is a brilliant mind. And not only does she have a brilliant mind, she has a resume and pedigree to back it up. So we're going to learn a lot from her and uh, what goes in the show. So if you don't learn something from this damn show, Go back and listen to it twice and just keep listening because I know it's going to be a good show. Whitney Prue joins us on the show uh, with us today. She is, uh, the, I believe, the owner and founder of Whole and Happy Living uh, and uh, her company on what she does and how she does it. Uh, she is a practicing board certified clinical pharmacist as well as a Mayo Clinic certified wellness coach and nationally certified health and fitness coach. Uh, She's also certified in medication therapy management. Maybe she can refill my prescription for uh, uh, methadone and uh, lithium or no, wait. Yeah. Is that what bipolar? I don't know. I'm just making up stuff at this point. Uh, so there you go. But she's probably not going to do that. So that that's probably, that's just a joke, people. Get over it. Uh, so anyway, she has been uh, working uh, in part-time as an inpatient clinical pharmacist at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, New- Minnesota, where she's been for seven years. She's also a public speaker, an entrepreneur, and CEO of the aforementioned Whole and Happy Living, where she helps individuals truly transform their health from the inside out while also losing weight in a way that can be maintained long term. Welcome to the show, Whitney. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: There you go. you got a lot of certifications there in your uh, dealio there, man. Uh, you you're, You might be too smart for the show.
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs>
0: you fit right in. We've got a lot of brilliant people on the show and none of them are me. So uh, Whitney, give us your .com so we can find you on the interwebs.
1: My whole and happy life.
0: Your whole and happy .com. Yep. There you go. And uh, there you can find all the wonderful things that she does. So uh, give us a 30,000 overview in your words, Whitney, about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, my, my bio speaks well to who I am, what I do as, you know, as a pharmacist, I actually, my dream was always to become a pharmacist since Mm -hmm. I was in high school. That was, you know, I was very dedicated uh, in becoming a pharmacist and had some, uh, some health issues some life changes that really kind of uh, made me switch directions. So I never intended on owning a business. I never intended to uh, be a health coach. Um, and things kind of took a shift and I, I mean, I feel like I ended up right where I'm supposed to be. Um, so it's been, it's been a pretty cool journey for me. There you go.
0: Now Mayo Clinic, uh, they're the guys who make the mayonnaise, right?
1: Something Isn't like it? that.
0: Is that how it works? They originated the yep. mayonnaise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were joking before the show. Anytime I see Mayo Clinic, I'm like, I should buy some mayo. That sounds good. But, uh, uh, one of my favorite things is, uh, the Mexican corn elote. Where you take the corn and carrot and uh, mayo sauce? Oh boy! And then Parmesan cheese. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Uh, so, give us a bit of a hero's journey on your story. What made you get into medicine? What made you get into uh, health and all these things?
1: Yeah, hero's journey. If we get, I mean, usually when I when I start out telling my story, I, I go back actually to when I was a teenager and. Mm-hmm it's kind of where it all started for me. It was when I was 16, I always ask people if they've had their life turn out exactly how they thought that it would. And usually we don't, right? Because challenges come up, things come up and uh, things happen in life that we don't ever expect. And Mm -hmm. so when I was a teenager, my parents went through a divorce and for me, it was devastating, right? It was my whole life, everything I knew. And I was a teenager, like (laughs) a really challenging time of life. And essentially I didn't know how to deal with it. Nobody teaches us how to deal with those things, mm-hmm. deal with those types of things, the emotions, the, you know, how to do it in a healthy way at least. So what I did was I decided, I had already decided at that point I wanted to be a pharmacist. So I took all of my pain, my hurt, my sadness, whatever, and I buried it in busyness. I and just became hyper focused on becoming a pharmacist.
0: There you go. Some people go into drugs when they're depressed. You really went into drugs, but you know, the good way.
1: I know. I know. I did. I went into drugs and, uh, thankful. I mean, thankfully, right. It's like, that yes. was the choice that I took yeah. at that time of life because I could have taken a lot of other avenues that wouldn't have yeah. turned out quite so well.
0: Yeah. You could have been a Colombian drug runner from yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Miami or something for cocaine, but exactly. it's good that you're in the field you're in. Cause it's legal, you know? There it go. is,
1: right, yeah. right. I try to keep it that way.
0: There you go. That's always good. Yeah. So you, yeah. you've you've accomplished a lot of different things here going on. I mean, you, the Mayo Clinic and, and lots of great certifications. You worked really hard to build uh, a good resume and a good sort of experience. What led you into being an entrepreneur?
1: So when I was, I mean, let's say nine months into mm-hmm. my first job, as a pharmacist, so I did a residency. I went to New Mexico, uh, did a did a residency at the University Hospital in Albuquerque, and then my first job was at the Mayo Clinic. And I mean that was fantastic, right? I was like, yeah. wow, <laughs> I, I'm lucky. Uh, so I started my first job at the Mayo Clinic, and within nine months. I actually ended up with a wrist injury. So it was in both of my wrists from using the computer, doing like manipulations with like packaging medications and that type of thing to send it up to into the hospital for all of the inpatients. And what happened, like I thought in my head, I was like, okay, so, you know, I was like, I'll just let them rest for a couple, a couple weeks, everything will be fine. They'll heal back to normal. Mm -hmm. And that, Didn't end up being my story. So, what happened was, I about two months from that time, I ended up uh, incredibly sick. I was nearly bedridden, super fatigued, um, in an incredible amount of pain, and I ended up with an autoimmune disease. Oh, wow. So, at that point, uh, I had a lot of restrictions at my work. I couldn't use the computer anymore my I went from you know being able to work nine shifts to being able to work one um and you know in the back of my mind I was like well I have two hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt hanging over my head and my wheels are spinning of like if I can't do my job like what happens Mm -hmm. yeah so that started my journey
0: (laughs) so you started your own company then at that point
1: yeah so I had always for whatever reason (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For whatever reason, I had always had this dream of actually becoming a public speaker. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it came from. I always wanted to. And so when I started thinking, like, what would be the next thing? You know, if I couldn't do pharmacy, what would I do? And I actually thought, okay, so it would be public speaking. So I started going that route. And then over the course of, you know, working on public speaking and that sort of thing, I was like, well, I need I need something to go with speaking, right? And a lot mm-hmm. of times speakers are coaches. They write a book, they, you know, do a lot of those types of things. And so that's kind of how I ran ran into health coaching. And it was kind of, it was kind of cool because at that point, I mean, I was, I was spending hours, (laughs) days, weeks in bed, months even in bed and, Mm -hmm. um, I was just miserable, you know? And so I decided at that point, you know, it was like my pain really does me no good unless I can transform it into something that is. And so I, I really started thinking, you know, like, what can I put together that can help other people avoid, you know, the pitfalls that I ran into with my health?
0: There you go. And what what uh, uh, sort of coaching and and uh, assistance do you give to people usually? What are your main uh, standouts that you uh, help people with?
1: My main focus, the thing, the thing that sets me apart, because there's like, okay, if you go into the weight loss industry, diet industry, whatever you want to call it, there's thousands, millions, whatever of people or products or whatever that can help you in terms of weight loss or improving your health. What I do. Uh, In particular, that really sets me apart is I'm very passionate about helping people get long term results. Now, when I say, when I talk about long term results, what I mean is that the majority of people, when they want to lose weight or they want to improve their health, they'll focus on, okay, I need to change my eating and I need to start exercising. But the stance that I take is every single decision that you make and all of your actions are driven internally from your mental state, your emotions. And so all of this, like your your physical weight, the weight that you have on, your current status of your health usually stems from whatever else is going on inside of you. Yeah. So what I do is I really help people dig into the why. Like, why did I get here in the first place? What mm-hmm. are the mental and emotional barriers that are keeping me stuck, that have caused me to gain all of this weight, that have caused me to be unhealthy? How do we... Uh, unfold those things, discover them, overcome them, process them, work through them. So that then as you are losing weight and changing your physical health, you can actually maintain those results because the mental and emotional barriers are actually out of your way.
0: There you go. And you have what's called a five-step power plan to whole health transformation. You want to tease a little bit of that out to us?
1: Yeah. So that was... When I when I initially put my program together, I I mean I didn't want I didn't want a weight loss program. Even though really like that's what brings people to my program, mm-hmm. but the five step power plan really takes you through this journey of f- figuring out the big why, right? The the big why helping you to discover all of those things internally and helping to drive you forward. So the the five steps, the first one is the power of mind, helping people actually understand what goes on in your brain and how it actually works (laughs) because if we can understand how our brains actually work and why you know it's like certain triggers or reactions or the things that are automatic and then we understand how we can actually change those things we have a lot more power than we think in terms of you know how we can change what we do how we change our habits how we can change our outcomes
0: there you go. I know some people that just need to start using their brain. Just basically, <laughs>
2: I've
0: seen them on social media. Uh, some politicians, I can name. Um, sure. But uh, that aside, you know, uh, having having you know, looking at our mindset, some of the beliefs that we have towards food and sugars, and you know, I remember when I lost a lot of weight, uh, I had to reprogram a lot of my belief systems, a lot of my mindsets you know, and, uh, and a lot of my thinking and without doing that, I mean, you, you can try and eat better and you can try and do the right thing. But if your mind still kind of kicks back to old habits, you're kind of stuck. Yep. Yep. There you go. Uh, and then you have awareness, the power of awareness.
1: Yep. Power of awareness. So this is, I mean, this is, this is actually really powerful, I, I always, with my own personal journey, of course, after my parents went through a divorce, I had several years where I was trying to figure out all of my own crap. Right. Um, and the biggest, really the, the biggest tool and the most powerful thing that I found was awareness. If I could just figure out why I was doing certain things, why I was feeling certain ways and and, you know, those, those details. And I'd be like, Oh, you know, it's like. I don't have to do that anymore you know once we once we start realize what we're doing and why we're doing it it's it starts to lose power over us essentially Mm -hmm. and we can start to choose different things once we are aware of what we're doing why we're doing them so that's the power of awareness really digging in and figuring helping ourselves be really aware of what we're doing on a day-to-day basis why we're doing it and etc right
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of people are stuck in robot mode. I mean, we we've all been there. We you know we get a little caught up on everything, and and suddenly we wake up. You know that seems to happen to me a lot. I'm like, hey, it's uh day two of the new month, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, the month's over. Where where did the month ago? Yeah. Uh, you know. And you're becoming aware aware of how you think, aware of what you're doing, aware of what you're putting in your mouth. You know, sometimes we just go. Uh, I did that today. I was I was trying to do my intermittent fasting, and I found a cookie. Uh, that I bought in and I was like, Oh, found cookie. And I'm like, ah, this should really wait till later. And then I'm like, "Ah, put it in your mouth yeah. and there we go down the wormhole. And yep. so, um, you know, being aware of like, Hey, okay, that seems like a great idea, buddy, but maybe you should save that till later.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Definitely. I
1: mean, it's a common problem. And a lot of people, even like if they're binge eaters or emotional eaters, whatever. Right. It's like a lot of times we'll eat all of this food and attempt to like comfort ourselves. And it's like, what the crap did I just do? You know, sometimes it's like so absent minded. We don't even realize what we're doing.
0: That's one of my problems that I used to have. I used to think I still have a little bit because I just did it, uh, as I mentioned, uh, where sometimes you're just bored. You just go eat something. It, it, it's not like that you're really hungry. You're just kind of like, oh, I want to munch on something. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. Get a life, dude. Why are you bored? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, quit shoving stuff in your pile just because you're bored and you want something to do. Like, go to the gym and get on a treadmill if you want something to do. Right. There you go, and we then you talk. That easy, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, then you talk about the power of self. Uh, tease us out a little bit of that on that.
1: Yeah, the power of self actually dives into a lot of different aspects of ourselves. The biggest, biggest thing that I see with the majority of my clients is self-abandonment, and this can mm. be like this can be a bunch of different things. But just to give you an, a, a general idea, the majority of the population. Uh, in a sense, abandons themselves. Now, when I say, like, say this, it's like if we think about how busy we are on a daily basis, we mm-hmm. keep ourselves incredibly busy, we're meeting expectations, we're trying to be successful in our careers, we're taking care of our family, we're doing all of these things,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: what when we're trying to create more time in a day to do all of these things, what always gets put on the back burner? Yeah. I okay.
0: not only abandoned myself, I put myself up for adoption.
1: Yeah. All right. Anybody want me?
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. Just check your local dog shelter. I'm there. Um, And and so that's really important. Uh, The power of knowledge. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, if you would.
1: Yeah. Power of knowledge dives into a lot, actually. This is where we take all of the physical health stuff and we lump Mm -hmm. it in. So it's actually the biggest portion of the program where we actually dive into six Six weeks of really in-depth nutrition education, six weeks of mindful eating education to help us, you know, is like, what are what are my triggers? Why am I eating? Am I hungry? Like, what do I really need? All of that type of stuff to really help people to be become an expert. Right. Like I don't want to put people in my program and just be like, okay, follow my strict instructions. And then as soon as I'm gone, you have no clue what to do. I want you to finish my program and be like, okay, like I might fall off a little bit because we're human beings, but I have all of the knowledge now to be empowered to do this for the rest of my life and be healthy and take care of myself.
0: There you go. There you go. That knowledge is uh, power to the extent that it's used. And so being able to utilize that is important as well. And so that brings us to your fifth step, the power of growth. Now, that yeah. probably doesn't mean my waistline, right?
2: No. <laughs> uh,
1: that would be negative growth that we're working towards there. <laughs> the power of growth is, uh, so within the power of growth, there's a couple of different things where we, we, we really start to dive into uh, getting to know ourselves, but also how do we propel ourselves forward? And how do we find our our internal motivation to keep us moving forward? So Mm -hmm. we start diving into, you know, like, what are my personal strengths? And how do I use them to set me up for success? What are my values and my priorities? And am I living my life in line with my priorities? Because the majority of people, like, if you looked at your schedule, like, if you gave me a list of, like, your values or priorities, and then you showed me your calendar for a month, they probably wouldn't line up.
0: They probably wouldn't, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. and it's it's just fascinating that it's like we don't we don't live our lives in line with what we say our values and our
2: priorities are.
0: My values and priorities is sleep twenty four seven and hibernate uh, all the time. And, <laughs> and I'm sure uh, that doesn't line up with my schedule. Clearly, I'm just <laughs> sleeping like- <laughs> right now, people. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, but that, but
2: yeah.
0: that's important so that people can have these things. And so you call this your five step power plan to hold health transformation to follow up on that and it's a 16 week program you help people go through yep there you go and then of course you do speaking uh and uh coaching and all that stuff um when when uh people are losing weight or they're dealing with uh being overweight uh what are some of your thoughts i don't know if you want to dig into this but what are some of the thoughts on some of these new drugs that are coming to market that claim to be able to Speed up your, your thing like Ozempic, and I think there's a few other ones.
1: Yeah, and it's a good question, especially because I, I am a pharmacist. Yeah, a health coach, I right? figured that. See, so, 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 so that there's <laughs> Uh, so I definitely see both sides of those. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, because because I focus so much on long-term results, mm-hmm. I do not recommend doing a medication. Now, if someone, if someone is getting on one of those medications because they have diabetes, so they're going to be staying on that medication, that's fine. But if yeah. someone's going on the medication just for weight loss, they can't stay on that drug long-term And Mm -hmm. it's not causing them to create a new lifestyle, to learn new habits, to learn, actually learn nutrition and how to eat. So the reality is, is even if the drug helps you get off some weight, as soon as it's gone, you're going to be right back where you started from. Really not a long-term solution. Because
0: you'll still be shoving McDonald's hamburgers in your face and and, uh, chocolate chip cookies like I did today. Uh, and I know how that is. You, you, if you go, if you don't change, like you've outlined in your five uh, step power plan, where you change your mindset, your, your, your knowledge, your, your power over yourself, your awareness, you just go right back to your habits. And I think it's probably going to be the same as like a lot of people that, you know, I've had friends that have gone in and got that stomach thing done where they shrink the stomach, Yep. uh, or staples, you know, whatever the hell it is. And they, and yeah, they lose a little bit of weight initially, but then they actually end up heavier because they just go back they're like hey, i have a smaller stomach so i'll just keep going to mcdonald's and eating you know awful crap and of course they as they age their metabolism and stuff goes in the toilet so uh yeah there's there's all that that goes on and i think a lot of people might end up that way uh i know it's helped one of my friends who's i believe you know he's a diabetes one or two one um you know he's got the he's got the damage to his uh, pancreas or whatever it is. Okay.
1: Type one diabetes, type type
0: one diabetes. There you go. And, uh, so he's, he's, he's loved the Zempic, but you know, it's like, I think he's paying like $1,200 a month with insurance and stuff. Um, which is uh, a bit much. That's a lot of money. You know, when, when maybe, you know, you know, it's free people not to just shove stuff in your pie hole. Like doesn't cost anything, but you have to get your brain right. You have to get your mindset right. You know, one thing I when I lost hundred pounds is I as the rules I had and the belief systems I had, and the, the games that I would play with my head. You know, well, it's only one Mountain Dew. You know, uh, and then you know an hour later it's another Mountain Dew, and you know, it, it, you know, you're like, well, I'll go out to eat today and you know, I'll go to McDonald's or whatever, and then you're like over at McDonald's tomorrow, you know, and all these, you know kind of mental gymnastics people play with their head? Do you find a lot of people struggle with that or was it just me?
1: No, it's, <laughs> it's human nature. It's just, it's so, so common, mm-hmm. very, very common. And so it's just, that's why, you know, it's like when I, when I tell people about my program, I, I don't sugarcoat it. I, I tell them like, this isn't a quick fix. Sorry. If you're looking for a quick fix, I'm not your girl. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do the hard work, right? We do the real work so that, I mean, if you're paying $1,200 a month for Ozempic, like you could do my program, right? uh, Really easily and have, you know, have those results for the rest of your life, as opposed to just having them for a short period of time and having all of that go away. You're, you're literally flushing money down the toilet.
0: Yeah. And then you don't know, have side effects. I think they still don't know the full side effects of some of these newer drugs. Yep. And then uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of like teaching what's an old adage? If you teach a man to fish, if you give a man a fish, uh he'll eat it. And then if you, you teach him, him for
2: to a day. F- <laughs> yeah, yeah. feed
0: him for a day if you teach him to fish. And that's what I had to learn and other people uh that I've seen. You know, you have to really change your whole behaviors. You know, nowadays, when I go into the store, I go to the grocery center and I go where the what we call the live foods and I stay out of the dead center, uh, you know, where the dead foods are the frozen foods, the crackers, the pop, the all that stuff that's got so much, uh, you know, preservatives and whatever. And you have to change your patterns, you have to change what you put in your cart. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to, you got you talk about awareness, you, you know, one of the things I do is I look at my car, especially when I go to checkout and I go, okay, you know, what's gotten in here that doesn't need to be here. And, uh, start and I,
2: unpacking. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you, you you grab the Oreo thing, throw it back out. I mean, come on, dude, let's, let's, let's be, you know, self-aware and let's be yep. responsible. Uh, yep. you don't need that, you know? And, and of course, you know, stores are notorious. They put all that, that, uh, tasty sugary, you know, flavorful stuff there when you're checking out. It's like, hey, you want a candy bar? Hey, you want a candy bar? You know, and you're it's
1: like. marketing, yeah. it's sales. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, even the farm that I go to, I go to this wonderful farm that's down the bar for me. Um, and it's healthy, local grown food. They make these great cookies, which is the one I ate earlier today. And even I go over there and, and uh, it's hard to say no to that cookie that's sitting right there. In fact, I should yell at them about that. No, they yeah. weren't But uh, when it comes to weight loss and stuff and in working with people, what do you find is the healthiest way to lose weight? We've kind of alluded to some of it, I think, but let's clear that up.
1: Yeah, for sure. So there's there's a few different things that you can do in terms of weight loss. Uh, let's take, I mean, let's take a standard person that they're just, they're overeating. They're consuming too many calories, right? So this is a pretty straightforward um, person that, that wants to lose weight. So it, for them, essentially what I would do is come up with number one, a cal, a calorie deficit that makes sense for them and their body. So mm-hmm. that essentially means that, w- you know, we're putting them f- about 500 to a thousand calories lower than like what their body needs in a day. hmm And at that point, so you're, so you're lowering down your calories so that your body can start using the fat that you're storing start using that as energy and getting rid of it. Right. So you have to have you have to be in a calorie deficit, but you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to do what a lot of people do with dieting and they start to starve themselves. Mm. Um, you reduce your calories too significantly, and they're like, oh, I'm losing all of this weight, but what happens is your body goes into starvation mode. And eventually you'll hit a plateau. You won't be able to lose anymore because your body's like, hey, you're making me live on very little food and I'm going to start holding on to all of this. So it's not, you know, your metabolism is no longer moving at a fast pace. You can't eat as much food. And for someone like that, I actually if they come into my program, I actually have to build their metabolism back up so that Mm -hmm. then we can drop them into a deficit. So um, it's really you don't want to be losing more than one to two pounds a week. Oh, really the week is like the absolute max in terms of like healthy weight loss. Mm-hmm. And people usually aren't they're not willing to do it that slow. Um but that that really is healthy weight loss so that your body is not like completely going to <laughs> basically retaliate against you oh. um, and make it so that you you know it tries to restore energy back to how you
2: were.
0: There you go. And, and you know, people run into insulin resistance as well, is my understanding. Is that correct? hmm Yeah. And so, you know, if you've been someone like me who's abused your body most of your life, going out to eat and having just a little bit too much good time at those fine restaurants. Yeah. eating those big steaks and uh, fatty stuff and all that Italian food. Um, and tacos, of course, you know, Mexican food. Can't live without Mexican food. If I could find me a wife who is a, a Mexican cook and an Italian cook at the same time, I would marry her. Set,
2: yeah. But okay. the problem
0: is, I'd be like seven hundred pounds.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's that. Maybe I should just find a really skinny chick who doesn't cook, and I'll, I might be. I'll find a vegan chick or something. Maybe that's the way to go. But I I eat a lot of vegan now. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really healthy. And processed foods. Do you do you find a lot of? Um, Do you find a lot of your clients are eating a lot of these processed foods and, you know, they've been linked to all sorts of stuff now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a pretty standard American diet, right? Mm -hmm. We have so many processed foods available to us. And so it just becomes, it becomes second nature. It's just, it's easy. It's quick. We're busy. We want something fast. Um, And so, yeah, that's the majority of what people eat. And what I, what I try to get people to do uh, once they come into my program in terms of weight loss, what we Mm -hmm. want to do is number one we, we want to get them eating good quality protein. Protein is a huge part of like being able to be in a calorie deficit, but not be hungry. I don't, we don't want you to be hungry during the process of weight loss because if you're, if you're hungry, it's going to be counterproductive. Your body's going to start fighting against you um, with, with cravings and different things like that. So if we can, you know, we can get good quality protein into your diet um, you know, fruits and vegetables, and then, you know, your healthy fats, your healthy carbohydrates get you really to a point where you're eating good quality foods that can keep you full. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where people are going to experience the most benefit in a weight loss journey,
2: which essentially go. is just eating healthy.
0: There you go. Uh, yeah, eating healthy makes all the difference. What a concept. Who
2: knew? Wow. <laughs> you know,
0: looking at those calories that are uh, labels that are on the uh, thing, reading your labels. You know, one of the things I try and do is is eat live food. And so I try and stay away from processed stuff as much as I can and eating live foods, broccoli, cabbage, beets. Uh, we try and blend all that up once a day or every other day and and eat it. Um, and, uh, you know, your body is so much different when your body gets what it wants. It really, you, you get this feeling of where your body goes, Hey, we really like you these days. We should keep you around. Um, it makes, it makes all the difference in how you feel, uh, you know, tuning into how I was feeling in my body, you know, maybe starting to eat better. And sometimes, it, sometimes, you know, people think of, well, oh, salads taste awful or, you know, whatever. they're not as fun, but once you reset your palate. And you you get away from all the sugars and 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 some of that dopamine crap that you're being hit with at places like McDonald's that are chemically designed to give you a dopamine hit. Um, you get off the addiction drug, um, you really start enjoying foods. And like I buy a lot of my live foods and salads and tomatoes and everything at a local farm here. Um, and you can usually find those places or farmer's market anywhere but i gotta tell you the food the lettuce everything i get it tastes so much better and it, it's not some of the stuff that that, that comes from uh, you know wherever it comes from in the world you know everything comes from everywhere and they they kind of race they kind of race it with uh, sometimes i've heard they use methane stuff on tomatoes to get them to ripen faster so they can sell them faster it's funny the 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 uh, produce from my local farm actually lasts for weeks, where if I buy a head of lettuce at the local store, it's dead in a couple dead days. Dead in of a summer. couple
1: of days, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. tomatoes last longer. Everything's better. But your body, your body, after a while, goes, hey, man, thanks for taking care of us. We're going to take care of you. Yep. And uh, you really start listening and becoming, like you talk about, aware. And it can make all the difference in the world. Uh, one thing you do is you talk about misconceptions about weight loss in women and, and menopause, I know women sometimes have issues with weight loss and, and they have, you know, uh, more hormones than men. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, menopause. I mean, menopause is a struggle. That's just bottom line. I, you know, I feel for women that are going through it. It is a struggle. Um, a lot of women will come and they'll say, my hormones are super out of whack. Like I need to go to my doctor and I need to, you know, I get need to get them figured out. The reality is, is that when, when women are premenopausal, like a a woman's life, their whole life, they have like hormone cycles that are very, very consistent. And once they become premenopausal, their hormones are literally all over the place. So when they say my hormones are out of whack, I say, yeah they are. <laughs> That's just how it is, right? Once mm-hmm. you hit menopause, those hormones flatline. And what women struggle with is then you know you have the decrease in hormones, decrease in estrogen, uh, your metabolism starts to slow a little. That's also due to age, though. Um, mm-hmm. But it does become more challenging to lose weight. Now, it's not impossible. It is more challenging, though. So if I were to bring someone into my program, someone who's pre uh, pre menopause, Um, you know, we, they could get two pounds a week off if they, if they wanted to, if they wanted to be, you know, that dedicated for someone that's in menopause, they come into my program, I could guarantee them probably a half a pound a week. That's more reasonable. But what we have to do with a woman in menopause is actually that we have to get their calorie deficit very specifically um, aligned with like their body and their metabolism. And that's something that's really hard, challenging to find on your own without, mm -hmm. you know, expert guidance.
2: There you go. Uh,
0: and I imagine with you, with your pharmacist background and your medical understanding, you probably have a better dial in than most, you know, wellness coaches or weight loss coaches, because, you know, you kind of understand the chemical nature of all this and, and how to do stuff. Are you able to, Are you able to recommend pharmacy? I don't know how the laws work for local and states and stuff. Are you able to, with your clients, uh, recommend medications to them and and prescribe them?
1: So I don't prescribe medications. One thing that I can do um, Mm -hmm. is if someone I'll usually, if someone has a really long list of medications, I'll usually Mm -hmm. take a look at it. I'll usually look at, you know, Uh, are there any interactions that like we're not aware of? like you, you might go to a bunch of different doctors and your doctors are never looking at your full med list and being like, Hmm, should we change things here? They're just like, okay, you say you have a problem. Let's start another medication. So uh, what I do is I'll just kind of look through that and, and talk to them about their symptoms. I'll go through their medications and see if they're on medications that might be contributing to weight gain and making it so that it's difficult to lose weight. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I do, I will look through uh, people's medications just to make sure that there's nothing that's interfering with what oh. we're trying to accomplish in terms of weight loss and getting them to a healthier place in their life.
0: There you go. So one of the benefits of working with you is you can kind of do an audit.
1: So kind of, yep.
0: Kind of do an audit and be like, hey man, you know, like you, you're like, hey Chris, you've probably got that lithium and methadone and what are they Drugs can I do jokes on? I don't know. I think yeah. about it. <laughs> Methadone's for heroin, right? And then uh, lithium's for bipolar disorder? Or
2: yep. Schizophrenia?
0: Yeah, you're
1: basically a pharmacist.
0: Well, I, I just I just pulled jokes for the thing. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm glad I don't have to deal with any uh on clinic jokes are always, always a good callback joke uh so there you go what don't we touched on that you help people with and and uh you serve your clients and 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 stuff with that people are struggling that we can entice them to to work with you on
1: what haven't we discussed
0: yeah is there anything we missed in in all the stuff you
1: Um, I mean, I honestly, the, the biggest thing for like people that like, when I talk with someone and I describe my program to them, the biggest thing that makes someone like makes it a no brainer, like, I definitely want to work with you is very much like being stuck in this yo-yo dieting. Like I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, nothing works. I've gained this much weight. I've lost this much weight. I gained it all back. I gained more. I, you know um done all of these things and it's like are you like you know it's like are you ready to stop doing those Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) because if the yo-yo dieting is the worst we can do the work right yeah
0: Do you find a lot of people are they're doing that yo-yo dieting, or worse they're doing fad dieting
1: everybody does it
0: do they really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does it. I mean, honestly, so th- this just blew my mind. There's a study that was done in uh, the UK, and they were looking at essentially like how many diets does the average adult try over the course of their lifetime? And what they found in that study. Well, do you want to take a guess? How many do you think?
0: Twelve. Twelve.
1: Okay. okay. So the the study found that the average adult attempts 126 diets. Holy per- Lifetime.
0: Holy crap. That's my excuse. Then I'll use that. Isn't that um,
2: crazy?
0: That is a lot. Of, is that like them sometimes retrying and then, and then, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you going it on, two, you going know it's like you do it and...
1: for two weeks, you stop, yeah. you try again, you try something else. It's like once you think about it like that, oh man, you could do 50 in a year. Like,
0: yeah. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just try different diets and just, uh,
1: <laughs> different diet, different day. roller coaster of diets.
0: <laughs> you know, I have a friend. Uh, God bless him. He comes on the show regularly he is an author. He he does the Atkins diet, which is I guess supposed to be a lot of protein or something. or no. He does yeah, the keto it's diet, like keto
1: where it's like fat and yeah, protein. Yeah. You avoid so, carbs. Yeah. yeah,
0: he does the keto diet, and it, he'll he'll show me like this giant plate of ribs and everything else. He's like, I'm on the keto diet. And I'm like, no, man, you're just, you're still eating like 5,000 calories in a plate there, buddy. Well, it's mostly protein. Well, I don't, you know, I understand calorie deficit like you talk about. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I, you're not losing weight, dude. In fact, I saw him the other day and I was like, you got a pot belly going on, man,
2: Yeah. but I'm on a sure. keto
0: diet. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you think. I don't think it's what you think it is, but a lot of people are deceived that way. Are they? Are they? You know, like you talk about with mindset, they're kind of self-conjoling themselves or, or giving themselves, you know, excuses. Really, you know, Uh, what's your thinking on cheat days? Speaking of excuses, I've always thought that's interesting when people have cheat days.
1: Cheat days. (laughs) What my my take on a cheat day is? uh, I I mean, (laughs) I think they're counterproductive, honestly. (laughs) my my approach to help people like i when i bring someone into my program i say okay nothing is off limits and the reason mm-hmm. that i say that is like i said before as soon as we start restricting something we want that thing mm-hmm. so if we say you absolutely cannot have this then they're just they're eventually they're just going to crave it and once they have it then they're just you know they're going to fall off and they're just going to want that thing so essentially yeah. what i try to help people accomplish is how do you work your favorite ice cream into your life in a way where you can still lose weight or maintain your weight, right? And there mm. is actually a way to do that. You don't need really? a cheat day. Uh, you can still consume these things on occasion. You know, you consume them in moderation, you would consume them on special occasions, small amounts, um, but you still can eat those things in small amounts and still fall within your calorie deficit. You could still go out and eat with friends. Like, so we really, we really structure this to help someone learn how to do this the rest of their life. Like, so Mm -hmm. that you know how, right. You don't need Mm -hmm. to have a cheat day and basically destroy all of your results. You just need to learn how to do these things in moderation and control them.
0: There you go. You know, once you, uh, I did, I did a thing, um, uh, where I took two weeks off of eating candies and everything else. And I mostly ate potatoes. I think it was from the Presto book uh, with uh, the Um And it was designed to reset your addiction to sugar and taste. Okay. And so once I did that uh, and, and just ate potatoes for two weeks, um, it reset my taste buds. And then when I came back to start eating salad and broccoli and all these different things, they tasted great. Because I was, I cut off my sugar addiction and my dopamine addiction of getting, you know, this food that's like, it makes me high or whatever, you know, (laughs) the dopamine hits the brain. And uh, now, you know, one thing I learned was making it taste great without making it, you know, so calorie rich is all the difference. And like I mentioned, the farm that I buy from... The, uh, the colors on the lettuce and the and all the different things, the kale and everything I get is just so much richer. It looks tasty to my brain. My brain goes, hey, that looks tasty, you know? Yeah. And then I go look at the lettuce and stuff at the store and it's like, it looks dead, you know, it's thin. It's it's uh, some pale color that you're just like, I don't know, is that thing alive? Poke it. Um, and so it just makes all the difference. And, and, you, there's a lot of ways vegans figure this out. Um, all the different variations of vegan, uh, that there is that's out there. These guys figure it out by if you season stuff right, if you can taste stuff and you don't have to have like, you know, McDonald's secret sauce seasoning. You know, if you just have some really good salts or peppers or different, different, uh, simple seasonings, you can make stuff taste amazing sometimes better than I think than some of the burgers you eat. And then you don't have that sodium hangover where you're like, oh, God, what kind of rock gut do I have now?
1: Yeah. No, 100%. You can make healthy food. You can make healthy food taste really good. But Mm. I agree with you that it takes some time for your Mm. brain and your taste buds to adjust to the fact that. You're not eating a bunch of sugar, right? Yeah. It, just, it just takes time. It's not you're not going to just switch overnight and be like, "Yes, I love this." <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I used to drink ten to fifteen Mountain Dews a day, and I don't drink Mountain Dew anymore. I might have a Coke every now and then, but I think the other day I had a Mountain Dew. Uh, I was waiting at the haircut, and I was like, "I'm really going to fall asleep," and so I went next door to Trains Restaurant. All the had was Mountain Dew, so I grabbed a Mountain Dew, and it was gross. It was the grossest thing ever. And I remember sitting there going, "How did I ever drink?" All of this crap. <laughs> yeah, it was so gross.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: but uh, don't do that, people. Stay away from all that crap. Uh, so this has been wonderful and insightful, Wendy, to have you on the or Whitney, to have you on the show, and uh, go through all this wonderful stuff. Give us uh, any final thoughts you want as we go out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, my my final thoughts to people is just. It, Ditch the diets. You know, it's like these these quick fixes, these fad diets. Like this stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work long term. You're you're just gonna mess up your metabolism. So yeah. if you're gonna do it, do it right. Do it in a healthy way. Start to change your habits. Start to you know implement. Start to slowly incorporate healthier foods into your diet. Start start where you are with exercise. Start slow. Right. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a five minute walk, uh, a couple times a week. You know, just get yourself moving um start small and just gradually over time start to change your habits um so that you can actually maintain your results in the end because i don't consider it a success if you lose 50 pounds and then you, you gain yeah, it back, back it's just again. not yeah. it's not a success
0: yeah and it just wrecks your body your health and everything else and and you, you screw your metabolism and your insulin resistance and it, it just creates a mess for you and yeah then- you got
1: bigger problems after you mess that stuff up so
0: there you go. And as somebody who's fifty-five years old, I tell this to everybody now: Don't wait till you're older, man. It is so hard to <laughs> calorie correct and insulin correct, and I have to long fast. Uh, you know, it, it, you can do intermittent fasting on a pretty consistent basis, but I really have to push the the long fasting um, to break through. And it, it just uh, do it while you're young, man. Do not wait until the very end or, you know, uh, till you're later in life. Because, man, I remember when I was 20, man, I could lose weight so quick. And it was like, oh, this is easy. You know, when you're 55, you're just like, I mean, you know, I just take one of those carrot shavers and just start shaving fat off. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show, Whitney. We really appreciate it. Uh, Give us your .coms one more time so as we go out.
1: Yeah, my dot com whole and and my Instagram's the same. So at my whole and happy life.
0: There you go. And thanks to audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Christmas, YouTube.com, for Chess LinkedIn.com, for Chris all those crazy places we are on the internet. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that's